Blog Talk Radio. Far in 
Yes, indeed, baby. You are now tuned in to DJ Shine on the H-I-L-L Top Radio Show. What that is? Hilltop mother. Shut your mouth. What? I was only talking about the baddest radio station on the land, you heard me? Oh. Well, what that is? Hilltop, Hilltop. Hilltop Radio. Hilltop Radio. Sunday right here on the Hilltop Radio Show with your boy DJ Sean and the Hilltop All-Stars and Divas Den is in the house. Let's get these scrap lover like no other. Welcome to the show. What's happening, folks? What's happening? How Money we doing making, today? Doing good, man. Money making Mike. What's up, Mike? What's going on? What's going on? And the one and only, the diva, and her dad. Well, hello, guys. How are you? <laughs> hey, diva. <laughs> well, you don't never know what's going to happen in that motherfucking dead. Surely don't. Yes, indeed. Also, uh, you guys, keep Missouri. Uh, Missouri is de- under the weather. She don't know what's going on with her, so she said uh, she won't be on tonight. She's not feeling good, so... You know, keep our sister in prayers. If you yes, don't mind. indeed. If you don't mind. Yeah. You know, a couple of days after after Thanksgiving. Let's just, uh, you know, scrap. How was your Thanksgiving, man, with family? Oh, man, it was great, man. I was down there in Baton Rouge kicking it with the fam, man. We, I ate good. Lounged in my hotel suite. I enjoyed myself, brother. You and whites only pie or Negro pie? <laughs> I had a Negro pie, you know, sweet potato. All right, all right, all right. Money Mike, how was your Thanksgiving, man? Did you eat a lot? What'd you do, man? Well, I'm just gonna answer all questions up front. I had Negro pie, white pie, Oriental pie. I had all pie. I love God, pie, damn. so pie was the thing for Thanksgiving. But I had a great Thanksgiving though. Lots of so you. So you just a pie a pie whore Thursday, huh? Yeah, that's, that, that's my life, pie whore. That's just, okay. just wipe it all over me, pie whore. <laughs> all right. Yeah. You know how Mike is. We'll get it out of him later on the show, y'all. Um, okay. Diva, welcome to the show, sweetheart. Thank you for all you do and what you bring to the show. How was your Thanksgiving? Well, Whites only, Negro. No salad. white pies, no negro, no negro pies, no potato salad with raisins in it. None of that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh lord. <laughs> the only oh, thing traditional that. about it, the only thing traditional about it was family. We we family. had some we had some different kind of stuff. We had oh, we had tw- um, sweet potato souffle. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard of that. I've heard that. Um, my next door neighbor, um, he uh, 
they brought me a pecan a pecan pie, you know, whites only pie. He's a white dude. He brought me a whites only pie, and he said they had uh, potato sweet potato souffle. I told him I want none of that shit. You keep that shit right over there. <laughs> well, well, all of that is, is is sweet potato pie without the crust. Oh, that's all <laughs> it is. Yeah, with a topped off with a white sugar, with a uh, a white uh, powdered sugar. That's where we do it down south. Oh. Hell no, no we, y'all. We, we don't. Go ahead, Diva. Listen, Go ahead, Diva. Some people make some people make it just right. You just want to eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it. It was mm. it was really good. Uh, we had some uh, some chicken and dressing, which is the normal feast for mm. for us yeah. blacks, you know, for Christmas and Thanksgiving. We had that. That was delicious. Ham, turkey, uh, mashed potatoes, devil eggs. The only thing different was a little bit weird for me. Our sweet was uh, a cookie tray. My niece purchased a cookie tray, and I said, "Okay, never had cookies at a Thanksgiving uh, dinner." Party. You know, they're the people that can't cook <laughs> or can't Big bake. Brain. Can't bake. We're for them. No, so last cookies I ate made they were ugly. Let's <laughs> go to Walmart and get some. Get some raisins, and, uh, oatmeal raisins, some snickerdoodle. Okay. <laughs> some, some macadamias. Some macadamias, chocolate chips. Yep, yep. Sugar now cookies. The kids were happy with it. The I bet they was. Oh, that damn sugar. Oh, let's get our... That's good. That's good. Uh, let me, let's get uh, Amani on real quick. She's waiting. Please leave your message for. I just told her I was caught. Crazy. But anyway, um, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I ate, um, my aide, the lady that takes care of me, uh, part of my, uh, re- rehab work here at the house. Um, she invited me over to her house. Her grandmother flew in from, uh, New York. Her mother and aunt came up from um, South Carolina, you know, with the family and stuff, you know, real, real good food, man. I mean, um, everything, like, you know, everything, Um, whites only pie, Negro pie, you know, um, everything. And they're pretty, pretty good food, you know, food, uh, fry, uh, uh. Oven turkey and a turkey, uh, uh, a fried turkey. Fried turkey. Yeah. Uh-huh. See that? That's the new generation shit. Back in yeah. the day, baby, we just we just baked it in the oven. Put the <laughs> apple up in the butt. Put, put an apple in the butt. An onion in the butt. Some celery in the butt. <laughs> Damn. Steven said that's some new generation shit. Risk the chance of setting the house on fire, but giving yourself third degree burns. Now I've tasted it. It's not hey. No, I'm something that's special about it. It's an opportunity <laughs> because mostly it was started by men. 
it's an opportunity for a man to feel like he cooking. <laughs> Damn. I'm going to disagree with that shit there. Yeah, hold on. Oh, I'm gonna like disagree with that shit. Hold, 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 hold your thought real quick. Scrap. I'm gonna release your order. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to body. Welcome to the Hill Time Radio Show. What's up? I missed it. What happened? Oh no. Uh, we were we were just going. I was going around asking everybody how was their Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving? It was great. I had so much food. Uh, yeah, whites only or Negro pie. I had a mixture. I had I had some honey ham, so that was the Negro part. But it was the whitest motherfucking Thanksgiving I ever had. Like, <laughs> just to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Potato salad. I had to raise them, cause. Yeah, potato salad. I mean, but it was it was good though. It was good though. I mean, it was good. I had the turkey. We had a, we had smoked turkey. That shit was bomb. But I'm just saying, it's the whitest thing because like I have a video when you look over it. I was like, I ain't eating that shit. I ain't eating that shit. (laughs) I ain't eating that shit. (laughs) So, so did the potato salad have the raisins in it? We didn't do that. We got them damn Costco fucking potatoes. That shit took all day. And we just we still got pots of potatoes just in water. Fuck the potatoes. Them <laughs> motherfucking them Bill Gates ass potatoes. Them niggas. We 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 cooked them motherfuckers all day. Damn. And still. Man. So. But what we did have was good. The question, the question did the, was the turkey oven roast or was it fried? Would you have? Cause, it was, cause he, it was smoked. He, it was smoked. Okay, smoked turkey. So, so no, who, who, he wanted oh, to be fried, but I was like, hell no, you ain't burning them. Go house. ahead, go ahead, diva. I'll let you go ahead because well, I know what, what he- you was. What the hell is a smoke? What the hell is a smoked turkey? Oh, Lord. Well, you, you put in that? a smoker instead of cooking it, barbecuing or or baking it or. Or frying it, you put it in a smoker. And yeah, you how, long how long did it stay in the smoker for you guys to eat it? I think it was like four or five hours. Damn. Okay. It's smoke turkey is pretty good. Okay. Smoke turkey is good. You don't lose yeah, it. You don't it, get dry. Smoke, yeah, it, don't, it was juicy. It was flavored. You know, okay. it was bottom. I got, I got videos, videos like that. So, so the question, the question was, Diva just started some shit. So, do you think men that, do you think men that fried turkey? <laughs> go ahead, Diva. You go ahead. I, I don't want to. No. think the fried turkey was something that was created by men because they like to cook outside on the grill. So now they get to play with some more fire and something else hot. Like you said, Imani. Hey, that could be. That could be. Yeah. Or burning themselves be. to death. I think they just like torturing us. Like, really. Like, I think men <laughs> are reckless just so they can hear us screaming, don't do that. So they can be like, oh, it's just a little fire. That ain't what we say. We say, sit your ass down and wait. This shit going to come out right. <laughs> yeah, and then the shit gets burnt. The house start burning down. You're looking at us to put out the fire and rebuild the wall. No, it was your and fault. Roll shot it around. Roll <laughs> shot it around. He got thirty degree burns, but he gonna eat his share of the turkey. Leave him alone. 
You you men are hopeless with that one. You guys guys gotta understand yeah. Yeah. Like you can hang that up. You know what I'm well, saying? No, you guys are hopeless without if a women. If knows how to fry a turkey, you're not gonna have all that. You can't just sit there and drop that son bitch in there like. And, it, and I got a question. Uh-huh. I got a real question though. Why in the world that you men get you when you don't have a girlfriend? Y'all know where everything is. Y'all, all this shit. The minute you get a wife or a girlfriend, y'all don't know nothing. Y'all don't know anything, and you expect us to be psychic. Like, we know exactly what you did. We don't even have to be home, and you guys expect us to know where where's the last time you put your keys, the last time, the where, where oh. you put your tools last. You swear up and down, you put them up, but you didn't. We had to put them up, and then you get mad because we put them in a place that you didn't want them to be. Oh, I got, it. I, 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 I got a simple <laughs> answer for that. You didn't marry okay. a guy from the goddamn South. That's what the problem hey, what? is, because we know where all our tools at, and we know our way around the kitchen. But you didn't get a guy from the South. You got to find you one of these motherfuckers. From no, I got me a Texan. There. I got me a Texan from Bastrop. I ain't got no damn Texan. Da- Baton Rouge. That's still in the South to me. I'm a Cali kid. Yeah, anything that is in the middle and over is over there. <laughs> anything over here is over here. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, we do things differently over here. That's why y'all stay over there. <laughs> And Amani oh, Andrews, oh, that's why they stay down there because Louisiana you know is what? down there. Let's, let, let's not act like y'all ass was all raised up there over that goddamn way. Y'all ass migrated. Track well, yeah, my family's from, from Sweetport, Louisiana. And, goddamn um, right. From down and, here. And Lake Providence no. and Mississippi and Georgia and Detroit and all that good stuff. That's what but I'm me, I'm from Oakland, California. Like, I got all that yeah. good stuff from the South, but I was over here, so I'm, like, double the trouble because I, I got both. <laughs> I claim I claim absolutely none of Louisiana. All of my oh, family. come on. Louisiana. No, who I don't claim is Atlanta, no, Georgia. I, I don't claim no them. I'm sorry. family in Louisiana whatsoever. Oh, they, they all go home? You to learn about them. They're, they're not bad people. I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, but I live in Shreveport. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm original. Original Baton Rouge bad boy. Know his way around mm-hmm. the kitchen. Know how to fry a turkey. Know how to smoke that son bitch. Know how to kill it, too. Know how to spread it. Hell, yeah. Grab that son bitch by the neck and Go outside, pull that, smack that neck, let's go. And that's hey. cool, guys. It's you guys that we're going to depend on to hunt and kill some shit. So, you know, y'all yeah. get ready. Holler at your boy in the post-apocalyptic time. <laughs> All I know is I got a freezer full of meat, so, like, I'll have protein. I got all the seeds I could possibly think of and some soil. I'm about to make me a, a solar panel. <laughs> look, look, these buildings are getting out of fucking – I'm going to ask aside. These buildings are getting out of control. I'm starting right. outside grabbing people by their hair and making them slaves. Like, do my dishes. At my This is You going back to the cave This is like you want a raisin? This is the Hilltop Radio Show, y'all. And I wanna thank everybody that tuned in, everybody that's tuned in and everybody's still jumping on board here tonight on a Thursday. Almost man, um November's almost over with. Uh in a yeah. couple of couple of days we'll be in December. Yeah. And uh 2024 is what about less than what 45 days, 40 days, something like that. I'm excited. Yeah, I can't wait. 
So what we're going to do is we're going to play some music and uh, analyze the music from 2023, play some artists and everything. And then, um, man, Diva, we're going to get into uh, uh, talking about 2024, how important it is for artists to really get their music on radio because radio is getting ready come maybe 2024, maybe by 2026. Artists uh, will start getting paid for hearing their music on radio. Totally mm-hmm. different. Totally different. Right. From, I don't want to hear nothing about Spotify. I don't want to hear nothing about <laughs> Reverb Nation. I don't want to hear nothing about SoundCloud. I don't want. I don't want to hear nothing about that. Totally different. Totally different. Terrestrial is different from um, streaming. Two totally different entities. I don't want to hear, well, my song is doing this on this. I don't give a fuck. It's not radio. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so we'll be you right back. You nothing with the big dogs. <laughs> so we'll be right back after uh, after uh, Tony Todd's sweet. We'll be right back.
all over the world as of today. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. What do you take on the song, uh, Scrap? Oh, man, I, I like it, man. It had that, that, that soulful feel of it, man. It's, you know, I, I really did enjoy that. You know, as a matter of fact, I think I'm trying to look her up, man, and hear some more of it. Oh, yeah. Well, Diva, the Diva's Den, live. I like it. Kind of gave me that Charday kind of feel, that uh, relaxing, mm-hmm. kind of sit back and just enjoy the vibe kind of song. Great song to still be around. I hope it has some legs to stay around for for some years. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> um, Money Mike. Yeah, uh, for me, <laughs> I'm gonna change your name to I Professor love... Mike. Go ahead, Professor Mike. <laughs> Well, yes, uh, basically, breaking down the apocalypse of the song and the way it amorphotized through my ears, uh, that, that for me is definitely, it got that, that start of the day, that get up and go feel like it's soulful. I'm like the DJ, it do remind me of that Sade type of feel, the vibe of the music. So, yeah, I, I, I love that song. I really like that song. And like I said, it would, that would be on my morning wake up list to get me going and get me started. All right, Namani in the house, Vegas. Hey, what's good? What's good? What's good? I thought it was beautiful. It had me on the verb, you know what I'm saying? I, I was getting lit to the mud, you know what I'm saying? I was leaning to the back, <laughs> smoking that good good, so uh, drinking on that liquor, you know what I'm saying? Oh, That's Lord. a little chill joint that you could have, you know, when you just want to relax if you with your boo. Like, it has that melodic uh, flow, I like I like how her uh, how her voice fits the music. Like she has that little um, it's almost like you know you can see it in a movie. You can see that in like a movie or underwater or some shit. Like you know what I'm saying, like a muse kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I dig it a lot. Like I felt I felt like I was in a pool like a mermaid swimming in her She got some good shit over there, boy. She's with, 
You know, she's been a big time program director for iHeartRadio, one of the biggest radio um, communication company in the world. You and go, girl. And um, she's been there and done that. So, so Diva, the question I want to the question I'm going to throw at you, and I want you to really explain to people, you know, to the listeners, radio. How important is radio for the artists? And should the artists with good hit music be get paid for their music being spent not one time but multiple times on you know radio station whether it's iHeart whether it's you know Johnson Communication whether it's Cox whether it's you know um, these other uh, communication companies that are out here what what is your take on that and I'm I'm gonna give you the mic. Well, for, yeah, for as long as I've been in radio, it has been important uh, that uh, the record labels <clears throat> were the ones who got paid because they mm-hmm. were the ones who owned the contract to the artists, the contract uh, to the music. They had, they had the catalog. So, you know, that's where uh, BDS and Media Base and all of those things came into play because as a radio programmer, every quarter, we had to go into our music file, which was on the computer, and there may have been a stretch of three months where they wanted us to give them the total number of airplay for a specific number of songs so that they knew how much they were going to be paid. That has been across the board. That's why radio is still important now. It hasn't changed any. But what they're looking at doing and what the artists have wanted to do now more so than ever is, well, how do we get some money for that? Since uh, we're not getting signed to record labels uh, like they were back in the day because it's just not as important. Because back in the day, the record labels were signing single deals. They were also signing album deals, two album deals, three album deals. And they were paying the artists off the top, okay? And the money that was made went back to the record label because the artists had to find some way to give the, the label that money back. So it was almost like a loan. So you're allowing us yeah. to make this money off of your record. We are going to promote these uh, albums for you. We're going to do all the legwork so that you don't have to do anything. So, hey, we've got we to get reimbursed some type of way. Now what's starting to happen is, from talking with you, that the artists themselves are trying to capitalize on their music being played on the radio. And as a program, former program director and as a radio show host, I don't have a problem with that. But then I have to ask the same question. How do the DJs, get paid because we're also helping to make that record popular where the where does right. our money come in so That's a good question. And, and they always good question because now they're they're saying that payola is not the way to get it done but uh radio is important because people are not going to take their time the value of time go to spotify youtube any of these other places to download and buy music they don't have the time. Radio, you get in your car, you turn the radio on. So I think it's very important. I think it's only going to uh, open the doors for more people to come back to radio. And, Sean, you said something before we went into the break. You said 
uh, that you talk about terrestrial radio and not internet radio. Mm. I have a question for you. How does internet radio play into that as well? Do they get paid strictly from terrestrial radio or is um, streaming radio not considered part of the radio world? Well, from 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 what from the conference call that I was on, if your music is played on terrestrial radio and is played on internet radio, still get paid the same because it's radio. It's considered radio. Internet radio is because you got a lot of you got a lot of A-list radio stations that now are like, hmm. Well, let's do a like like HBO. Okay, HBO has HBO and all that, but now what are they doing now? They're streaming it. So now let's 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 we have a we have a website. So now let's do an internet radio station where you know sort of like your streaming stations. You know, sort of like how football is doing now, streaming. Everything is going to a stream. Now, in the, in the beginning of the conversation, I said we're not talking about streaming. As far as like Spotify, now radio streaming okay. and Spotify and all those other is different because when you go to Spotify, what you got to do, you got to search for that artist and put the artist's information in. Then you find the artist's page. Then you got to decide what damn song do I want to listen to. You follow what exactly. I'm saying? If you stream the station, if you stream a particular station, you're gonna you're gonna sit there just like you sit on a regular, just like you turn the terrestrial radio on. You're gonna listen to a bunch of music being played until you hear something that you like. It's the same thing. You follow what I'm saying? So we're go ahead, go ahead, Diva. I know you want to ask a question. Go ahead. Yeah, and and, and actually, iHeartRadio was the first radio group that did that. iHeartRadio yep. mm-hmm. had the terrestrial radio and. Our stations also streamed as Mm -hmm. well. The only thing different between terrestrial radio and streaming was the uh, iHeart capitalized on two forms of revenue. On the Mm -hmm. terrestrial radio, when the salespeople went out and sold ads, Mm -hmm. iHeart capitalized that way. And also, when the station was streaming the same music when they went to commercial breaks, that was a totally different set of commercials that they were also getting revenue from. So they were capitalizing on two different ways, much like uh, you and I are doing now with our streaming stations uh, in each market that we're in. We can do the same thing and get paid, but they want to penalize us or tell us we can't do it because what we're doing is some form of payola. But we just have a business that we're trying to capitalize on the same way by having sponsors. So we are considered real radio too. I agree with you there. Okay. So that and so 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 now the DJ thing is, is different because they don't consider DJs on radio, they consider them as radio personalities. Right. Which I have which I have an issue with. Because Who's saying it's radio personality? Same thing. We are playing the music. Well, a radio personality. Let me let me explain radio personality. Radio personality is bringing 
talking about the music, talking about current events, talking about weather, you know, talking about, you know, community stuff. DJs, when we played, when DJs did the airways, they played the music, let you know, oh, that was, that was Phil Bailey uh, featuring Blase Blase on his upcoming record. Now we got four songs in a row, commercial free radio, boom, that's a DJ. You follow what I'm saying? We didn't give. Yeah, but that. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. That go ahead. that went that that went out the window. I beg to differ. I had had a. Uh, we didn't do that. We had to talk a fair break between every single song. That's so a radio personality. We, but but the DJ, we talked about the same. We we had to talk about the upcoming song. We didn't say the next four songs. We talked about it. We introed outro a song, or we introed it, and then the drop was the outro. The next song, we outroed the song and introed the next song. So we were DJs. We didn't just talk about community stuff. We did we did the DJ into by telling you what that song was. Now a lot of people don't do it anymore, and I think you and I talked about. If it wasn't you, it was Steve Posted and I, how even some of the radio group owners now, like um, Miss Beverly, uh, Sam uh, at ASSK, um, uh, and some other, and Nut Brown, they're saying that we don't do enough talking. If we're going to just play four songs in a row, they they don't need anybody. They can just let them be totally automated. Okay. Get me? So, yeah. So, while you're talking, I I Google radio personality. Okay. Okay, radio personality. Speak, read from scripted materials such as news reports, commercial message, on radio, television, or communication media. That's a radio personality. DJs, okay. they, let, they played the music and let you know what, what name of the song that was playing and what 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 artists to expect coming up? That was the old school DJs. Now everything is radio personalities. It's not considered DJs no more. Only you're only considered a DJ if you DJ in a party, if you DJ in an event. They they say, Oh, we're not DJs no more. We're radio personalities. That's what I was again. trying to explain. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I get you, but it's that again. Those are the people in in power that are saying this is what we are saying. What it is, we're 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 saying that you do this and this is what we're labeling you as. What if you do both things? That's what I'm saying. Being an iHeartRadio DJ programmer, whatever, I consider myself a radio personality class DJ because I did both. Right. See, okay. Like Peachtree, I work, I work, I'm on Peachtree. She wants me to right. be a radio personality. I'm not a radio personality because I was born a DJ. Exactly. I'm not taking, I'm not taking the time to give people, you know, on, this is my 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 opinion. I'm not taking time out of my set that I want to bring music. If you say let's talk more music. Guess what? That's less talk, more music. Oh, we're less talk, more music, less no commercial. Commercial free. 
That means you're playing no commercials. Right. Right. Less talk means you're not talking a whole lot. You're not bringing a whole lot of talking to to your to your radio. You're playing more music. Right. When why why do you think they created XM radio? Because people got tired of the talking on regular radio. People why do you think they created the streaming and, and internet radio? Because people people don't when people are in their car doing a long distance drive, why do you think they put oh we can hook our phones and stuff, have, create playlists and stuff, and taking radio right out the way sometimes because people don't want to hear a whole bunch of talking. That's why I had. That's why. That's why I turned down a lot of radio jobs because I don't. I don't like doing a whole bunch of talking when you're playing music. People want to hear the music, not talking. You got some people that want to hear current events, like you do. You're, you're, what? See, you're you're seasoned for what you do, Diva, because you've been doing it. Like taking somebody that's like me that's been DJing for years and years and years and doing radio and then trying to change me. You can't change something that's that's been. You know what I mean? That's just like trying to take a a Ford engine and sticking it in a in a in a in a Chevrolet. It can't it can't be done. Unless the Mexicans feel, I, get hold of it. Yeah. But yeah. I, I I can say this, and I honestly believe this. That's why uh, other uh, races are able to stay in radio longer than we are, because they can do that. I, I can turn to uh, listen. I'm telling you what I've listened to. I'm, I'm here in Mississippi and North Carolina. When you turn on the terrestrial radio stations, you hear less talk, more music, and you're right. They're just playing music. But when you go to another station, the DJ, they're DJs. They're talking about the upcoming song. They're giving you history on the song. They are making it entertaining because that's what that group of people want to hear, and that's what they are That's what they are doing. But, hey, we've got, we've got yeah. to create a lane however we can create a lane. I, I That's right. Uh, so, so, so yeah. let me ask the artist this. Let me ask you this, Scrap, and I'll go down to Mike and uh, Imani. If you submit your, if you submit a song, and Diva, you're gonna, you're gonna hear where I'm trying to go at with this, and you're gonna, you know what I mean? We'll, we'll probably debate against that yeah. too, which is good. Right. It's, it's good radio. So, Scrap, if you submit your music, you, you got a top song, and you mm-hmm. have, say, you got. Two million followers, two million listeners. To me, you you sold, uh, say say um, a million. That's a diamond. Say you say you you got three gold records, three gold records to your to you know to your, you know, uh, um, artist artistry. I'm gonna say artistry. So, right. if you submit a song. You want that song played from zero all the way to say three fifty, right? Now, right. Let me let me let me explain something. You you want your your song played all the way through. Now, diva, some radio stations don't play that song all the way through. They'll cut that song off with a commercial and go into a commercial, go into a commercial, go into a commercial, go into a commercial. And then if if I'm driving in a car and, and Scrap Iron's song is being played and I like his song, ain't it disrespectful for the song to be cut off going to a commercial? No, that's for 
that's poor programming. There you go. A good pro- okay. poor programming. A good programmer knows exactly how much time they have in each quarter hour, each each hour, each thirty minute segment, and because each song gives you the the length of time, you can pick the songs that you're going to play that lets the song play all the way out before you go into a stop stop set. And it's for programming because most stop sets are not supposed to be any longer than two to they may have changed. It used to be uh at least no more than four minutes. Mm-hmm. Some people do no more than three minutes. So so right. if they if they do a, a good commercial will be three that will be three sixty second spots. Right. Right. But so if somebody cuts the song off, hey, hey, you win some, you lose some, you're on the radio. Because your fan is your fan. They may get mad that they only play um, uh, two minutes of your three-and-a-half-minute song, but at least that artist was happy that that song was on the radio because they have succeeded. If they've already sold a million copies, there's an opportunity that that, that two minutes of that three-and-a-half-minute song is going to get them another uh Look, two hundred and fifty thousand fans. So it's a, it's about adding the fans to the fans that you've already had. So especially if he's already sold a, a million copies, he's already he's already a star. He's already a hit. But if it's a new artist now, that can damage their career and their song. Mm-hmm. So makes, um, makes a lot of sense. So so the question yep. I want to ask. So the question I want to ask the artists out there. DJ, would you rather have your music on with a DJ, a real DJ that knows how to DJ that works for a radio station, or a program, not a program, or a radio personality that doesn't have any DJing in their background? All they do is listen to music. Who would you rather? Who would you rather have your music uh, with? We'll go with Amani. Okay, Amani. It depends on how they play the song. I'm going with whoever's going to play the most of my song. <laughs> All right. I, 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 knew, I, knew she was gonna, I knew she was going to be the different one. I knew she was going to be oh, the different one. Oh, you know what? Leave me alone. <laughs> no, it just makes sense. If you're out there and you're trying to get your music heard, right, and a, a music personality comes through and, you know, they're going to talk to you and all this stuff, and they're going to listen to your song. A lot of the music personalities, they just be being shady when they be talking through your song or whatever because they don't like your song. That just means that they don't like your song. However, you know, a DJ, y'all y'all be pissing me off sometimes. I'll be all in the middle of my damn song, and y'all switch it to the song or play a song that ain't the song but is the song. It ain't my song, though. That's, and so that's, it's like Eva said. The, like Eva said, that's not a good DJ. DJ. That's not a real DJ. No. I mean, it's just your style. There's just different style of DJ. It depends. There's a lot of DJs that go and they do that EDC stuff. They go all out into the woods and do mushrooms and shit. They have their own little style of DJ because it gets the crap. Nobody on mushrooms. I ain't putting my music on no Nobody that's smoking a mushroom or whatever a mushroom. Look, if your your crowd is smoking, is is eating mushrooms while you're DJing, and that causes them to tip you extra because they love you because the you know butterfly on your forehead says so, just shut up and smile and play the fucking music. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I know I'm in clubs. Your your damn music won't be getting played comfortably like that. <laughs> Right, right. Because like, because like, because they're, yeah, they're the ones yeah. that's gonna help us get rich. But you like can't. When, but I, you when can't I get, for, you can only, you can you can make, you can't make radio or a DJ play your music the way that you want played. You follow no, what I'm I saying? can't. Yeah, I, I. That's why I said. I mean, you said preferences. That doesn't mean that it is. My preference would be like I get a DJ that loves my stuff so much they play it every other song. That's what I'm working for. Like if you out there DJ, please let me know or tell a, or, or personality or you know dude on the street corner on TikTok anybody just play my stuff please. Never mind. I'm gonna, send, I'm I'm gonna send you my I'm gonna send you my address. You gotta send me some of that shit you smoking. Yeah. <laughs> if it was if it was legal, I would. But it's not legal. And I don't have it. I ain't trying to go to jail now in my life. I ain't never been. Ain't trying to go. Uh, buddy but Mike. if you come out here, I'll get you lit. Hey, compromise ain't no. nothing wrong with compromise. Money, Mike. Go ahead, man. What you got to say, <laughs> Professor oh. Mike? Oh, you want that version? Well, breaking down uh, how I am with the DJs and seeing the way that I feel, I, I find myself on both sides of the gate because I don't know, because I guess me going into an extra part of uh, when I, just being the artist standpoint, like, yeah, I want the DJ that, that, of course, that would play my music, but I understand, hey, the, the mix show DJ, and, hey, did you play my song? Even if you didn't go past my first verse, the hottest segment of your show, the hottest segment of your mix, did you play Jay-Z, me, then going into uh, Snoop? I'm happy because I know you, you played me in a part of a mix that people wasn't going to turn off. You played me right in there. I, I, so for me, I, 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 I've called it from a spectrum uh, well, I say three ways, but y'all, I know you and Diva will probably say two ways. So I've got that. I've I've, <laughs> I've been listening to the radio all day. Go hear my song. They play it, and they get to the first verse and come in with the commercial. I'm like, what? Wait a minute. But you was there. But like I said, I was on the same standards when the DJ did it, and he mixing. I, you know, DJ Son, he mixing and he bring me in. He's like, oh man, I was like, man, man, I sound like I ain't even me right there in between them two songs. But it stuck. It stuck. It, it flowed in at the right time. So uh, this I guess, in my in my sense, I say, was breaking the record because you played it at a point to where, hey, this does kind of match up. Yeah, that is Jay. Yeah, that is Snoop. But bam, it matched right then. What? But if I was breaking your music, I wouldn't break it as mixing your music. I would break your music as playing the whole song and getting feedback. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Now, taking your song, now I'm saying, is is your song good with Jay-Z, mixed with Jay-Z and Snoop Dogg? Hell yeah, I would mix it if it, you know what I'm saying. If it was, you know, if it's, I know your, I know your style. Yeah, your style could be mixed with any top, any other top 
top 50 artists out there that people say that's the top 50 or whoever in hip-hop. Yeah, your music, 80% of your music can be mixed in with that. I can say that. Now, as far as, like, taking your song and getting it and mixing with somebody, I feel, you know, I don't know about you, Diva. If I got somebody's song, I just got somebody's song, and they wanted me to analyze a song, and I'll take your song and mix it with, Mix it with some other people, and you ain't getting but a second out of it. I think that's disrespectful to the artist. That's my mm-hmm. opinion. Because it's the artist ain't going. Go ahead. I, mean, I can see good. that as I can see that as yeah. disrespectful because a lot of people with the pay to play. A lot. I, I I come across a lot of DJs that basically they want you to pay them for a slot like the radio or whatever, and you know they just. They they be pushing the people that they really like and they really want, but then you know they give you the bare minimum, and uh, and although people be you know feeling it, a lot of times they won't even promote who you are, even though you a new artist. They know Jay Z, they know everybody else, but you're like commercially between these two people. You know what I'm saying? And so part of me would be kind of offended, but at the same time, you know, in the in in the industry, all every anything that you can promote, any little piece of here I am it is better than none. But mm-hmm. well, well, if I could add one piece that you just gave in that example, I uh and, and Scrap knows this. I, I put out a song a couple of years ago, and it was a, you know when DJs started making mixtapes, or mm-hmm. even the radio DJs will make a mixtape and you know they'll sell them in the streets or whatever. And of course. That's how they would break a lot of new music. I had a guy, he put me on this mixtape with all these people, and everybody loving it. You know, it's, it's in the streets here. It's moving around. The radio station bringing half of the acts down. But they put my song on there but didn't put my name on there. Mm. Now, this state bounced all over the, the bounced all over Louisiana, even into Texas. But nobody knew they would ask him, well, who is that guy? Who is that guy? He didn't know. Finally, a year later, I'd do a show somewhere. And the radio station is at the you know very back door of the event because they still kind of you know in between sets going you know go live people you know uh, y'all do that but the the program director was at the show and when the song came on I seen him trying to run fight through the crowd to get to me because he realized oh crap it's that guy <laughs> he ran and huh. like man right. where, where where are you from and I told him where I was from he said. And he asked me, do you know that DJ now? I'm like, yeah, I know him very well. Like, we went to school together. He like, he said he didn't know you. He didn't know who y'all was. He just heard the song and added it because it sounded good. I felt very disrespected by that. I felt very disrespected by that. Those gatekeepers. Well, I'm going to also break some more stuff down about the mixtapes, but go ahead, Diva. I um, wanted you to... um, I forgot what the hell I, I asked. And <laughs> shit. Well, well, you know, hey, Sean, then a lot of artists, they get, uh, again, they they get lost in, their music do get lost in. Like, um, I don't know if you ever remember this group called Nemesis. I remember them. They had a song called, uh, well, Young Mabuda was a very close friend of mine. Him and uh, his brother were real close to me. And everybody, when they would hear his song, I'm, I'm in Atlanta, I'm all over the place and I'm hearing hold up now whoa you know just everywhere people thought it was Quint Black they didn't know and I'm like how did they music their music got away from them 
that, you know, from to the point where, you know, people didn't even really know who they were. They just yeah. knew the song. So a lot of artists do let that happen, get their music get away from them because they're not tracking it to where it's being played right. at, you know. Right. And then and then they're just they're happy with it being played on the radio. They're mm, not right. they don't have anybody that's policing it to see how it's being introduced. A lot of artists, uh, I don't, they feel they do it more now than they ever do it. But I, I got a little bit when I was um, director of urban programming. <clears throat> Excuse me. They would send you music with no bio, nothing. So a lot of times you would you you said this is a great song. Uh, this is a hot new song from so-and-so, so-and-so in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. That was it. You had nothing else to go on. Mm-hmm. And you, as a, as a, even as a radio personality, you have the ability to persuade people to like what you're playing on the radio by talking mm-hmm. it up. But if you don't have the information to talk it up, it absolutely gets lost in the wash. That's why it's that's why it's good to have what what they ask for today. Every radio station across seas asks for this one particular thing before you send the music. EPK. Send the EPK. Yep. yep. They will not yep. take a song without what a EPK. Mm-hmm. That's why I tell artists, artists, you got EPK. What's that? You don't know what a fucking EPK is. <laughs> then I have one artist that's very experienced that thinks that she is the best in the best. I told her, I said, "Well, you, you know, that song is a good song. You need, you need a uh, press release. What's a press release?" Mm-hmm. I said, "Wait a minute. You've been singing this long and you don't know what a press release is." I'm hmm. like, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't even listen. Don't know what it is. Will tell you I'm going to send it, and then you never get it because, like you just said, they don't understand what it is. What it is? Because I've been in radio so long, you had to you had to uh, you had to bring one by the radio station, or, or you had to mail it to the radio station with your CD in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we had packages set up. Oh yes. Yeah. I'm going to play another Beautiful packages that you could take home and uh, sit down with a glass of wine or some coffee, go through it, look at the pictures, read the bio, listen to the CD at the same time, and say, oh, okay, I want to play this. Yep. The press, yeah. You know, Mike, Mike brought something up. I'm going to a quick song. Mike brought something up, mixtapes. I'm going to explain to you guys. Okay. The mixtape, you know, when the DJs take your artist's music and make mixtapes. Do y'all know that is illegal? But I'm going to explain to you coming back from this song on that.
anybody want to take a guess on that style of genre? Anybody want to take a guess? Anybody? Diva, Diva, you in radio? You know, go ahead, scrap. I, I, I hear, I hear like some techno in there, mm-hmm. but you know, with that, with that transposing of that voice like that, because I, I really don't think that, that's the original voice. <laughs> okay. Anybody else want to take a guess? A rumba sounds like a mumbo jumbo. It's like a, a rumba. I like that salsa, like the drums, the 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 hand drums in the back is kind of like a Caribbean type flavor. I I like the little. I like her little. I mean, this is more like that relaxed kind of um, wife high fi or some shit like that newbie the the kids we listen to now. I mean, it's like the best genre of of all the newbie shit, but um. It gives you that feel. I was in here, like, dancing, but, like, I don't know. I don't understand how she was saying. I don't know if she was doing, like, a mystery of some other language or English, but her shit go. Like, I could see her shit in some movies, and it just makes you, like, relax. It's more like a meditation shit. You can, like, go and take a bath with these, you know what I'm saying, clear your mind. You know, when messy people be all in your head. Um and it, it get, I mean, I can see it in Brazil, you know what I'm saying? A lot of Spanish uh, areas, New York, or some some places in New York. Um, I like her tonality, like her tone, her sound. Like, mm-hmm. it's so unique, you know? <laughs> All right. Uh, Buddy Mike, oh. Diva said bubble jumble. Go <laughs> <laughs> ahead, Buddy Mike. You want to take a stab at it? Island Pop, uh, Island Carnival. Y'all yeah, close, close. Cari- Let's see, uh, what's the name said? The Caribbean. Caribbean uh, you know, y'all close, <laughs> y'all real close, close, real close. It's a new style of music that has popped up and is really taking the, taking the airways. And I was happy to get it a couple of days ago. Um, it's it's East African music. Oh, yeah, that drum, that drum. Not yeah. West African, yeah. but East African music. Okay, well that's nice. That's nice. Flash, is yeah. that, is that what they're calling Afro beats? No, well Afro beats, Afro beats is a, is a West African style. East Africa, they're ca- they're calling it uh, Ampa Ampa Piano, A A M A Piano. That's what they're mm. calling the music. But it's but it's <laughs> it's East African music. But what they're doing is they're taking like they took a song, one of Alicia Keys songs, and all they're really doing is adding club. It's 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 more like club. Caribbean club electro Mash mix up. mashed up. There you go. Because the B yeah, the BMPs are, are up. Some of them are up and some of them's down. But you're adding more of a it's a new it's a new I call it I call it a new culture because not we haven't heard a lot of music from East Africa. Now East African music is really starting to 
take off. And this is like the third time that I receive East African music. Yeah. Mm. And it's really taking off big here in uh, in South Florida because yeah, you know, because of you, uh, my yeah. yeah, my son is is promoting this nice spot enough. He was supposed to have had uh, an event Saturday, and he stopped promoting it about a week and a half ago. And I asked him what happened. He said, "Well, the last event he had in October, because there was such a diverse crowd on swinging the other way, uh, meaning uh, non-American, uh, they were not exactly pleased with the traditional soulful Saturday music." So now what they were telling him is they are requesting some more Afrobeat uh, to be added to his playlist. But now what he's trying to do is in order not to damage the image of the Soulful Saturday, he's got to take, take about a month off, find a DJ that can do all of this different stuff and not lose his crowd because I was pleased with the music. I understand what you're saying because I also heard some, but I didn't think it was that big because, like you said, this is what your third song or your second song. Yeah, the second second Wait. file, third file, third file of it, and I get I get one big file diva, but then I get like folders of different, you know, different styles within that. So right. I have what is club and college. They got club and college. Then they got just East African music, and then they have uh, uh, Caribbean music in the file, and then they have, like uh, Scrap just said, techno and house smashed with with East African music. That's how it comes to me. Yeah. And this and is see, what, what they they're play. trying to do it. Yeah, in an Not area this, that... that in, in uh-huh. this area where the cultures are just so diverse on, on, from left to right, right to left, everything, what the night spots are trying to do now is they're trying to capture Everybody. every genre of music. So mm-hmm. like my son opens at 8, from 8 till 9, he wants to be able to play one segment of music that is going to capture this segment. Maybe from 10 to 11, start to have more Afrobeat. And then from 11 to 12, they, they're going to rev it up with hip-hop and whatever else because he wants to be able to please everybody at some point during the night because uh, nightclubs have changed. You can't just go in now and play one type of music. And what you're saying that these Afrobeats are doing, they're taking a popular song and mixing it with those beats that will help everybody be able to enjoy. Able to enjoy get song. on the dance yep. floor, right? Exactly. Get on the dance floor, you can listen to reggae, you can listen to pop, mm-hmm. R&B, hip-hop. It's all there. That's, you, yep. you, do you remember when disco, when disco dropped in, everybody was out there on the dance floor because some disco songs had all the genres mixed in it. The house music. Exactly. That's why house music was created. Chicago yeah. house, you know, Baltimore house, New York house, New Jersey house, you know? Yep. So you got to give the yep. people what they want. Exactly. Exactly. That's why 
a lot of people say, man, do you do you play house music? Hell yeah, I play house music. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, a DJ yeah. should know all genres of music. Cause I'm, yeah, I'm gonna tell you, I was I was at this Italian party in DC one one year, and I was playing, you know, Italian music, you know, mixed with um, damn, what was it mixed? It was mixed with something, but it was a Latino dude that was there because you know he was married into the family or something. He come up to me and said, "Man, uh, whatever, what do you play?" I said, "Man, I play everything." I said, "I play, man, I I play, I play deep country, the deep woods country, the banjo, all the way to you know, <laughs> to, <laughs> to you know, to to the basin with the string on it." I said, "I play it all, whatever you want, I can get it, I can play." So he was flying <laughs> me from. He was flying me from D.C. every year and going out there to San Antonio, Texas, to DJ his parties. Yes, indeed. And then I, then that's when I really got into Mexico has reggae music. Japan has reggae music. You know, mm-hmm. Germany has a different style of reggae music. That's how I got into the reggae. And then that's when I got yeah. introduced into um, Southern Soul. I was at it. After I did that, the guy turned me on to this black dude that had a that had a club. I said, well, man, when you come out here, you know, you come on over. So I'm playing R&B music. And somebody, somebody come up and says, do you got Pookie Bear? I said, who the fuck is Pookie Bear? <laughs> right? And then, Pokey so Bear. Of, Pokey Bear. Pokey Bear. Yeah, Pokey, Pookie, Pokey, whatever the fuck. So, so the owner came out. He was laughing. He said, man, that's Southern Soul music. I said, I ain't trying to be doing it. I said, what the fuck is Southern Soul music like that? So he said, I'll be right back. So he gave me a list of the Southern Soul artists. So that, that night when I left his club because he wanted me to come back. The next night, they DJ again. So I sat up till four or five o'clock in the morning on YouTube, you know, following these artists. And this was back in 2017. That's when I started. That's when I was introduced to Southern. So I didn't know what the fuck it was till that night. If it wasn't for that owner telling me that, you know, this is what they, you know, R&B, old school R&B and Southern Soul is popular in San Antonio, Texas, along with Latino, you know, and Mexican and stuff like that. I was like, I had no idea what Southern Soul was. I said, what the fuck is Southern Soul? Man, that's <laughs> funny. But it took off, it took off like crazy. Yeah, but it doesn't have, Southern Soul, Southern Soul doesn't have a solid backbone for me. And what I mean by a, southern, a solid backbone it it's all over the place. It will never, ever, mark my word, even when we're deep in our 70s or 80s, Southern Soul will never be on, will never be recognized by the RIAA, the Grammys, or any other major award shows. Because you got to remember Southern Soul isn't a genre. That's a title. It's a title. 
That's my opinion. So I know Diva going to battle with me. Come on, Diva. I got my gloves on. Hey, I'm floating like I, a butterfly, I, I, I really, and I'm going to sting like a bee. That, that the, the powers that be are going to be forced to find uh, a, a genre for it because it is a money-making, and more people are becoming interested in it. Uh, they're making tons of money off of it, and the powers that be are not going to let the black folks continually make this money and they not get a piece of the pie. Trust okay, so, so here, here's two questions. I don't I know have. how they're going to do it. Okay. They got to struggle so many laws that they have now. Yeah, but that, that I understand that's the little ringy big awards. Yeah. That's just like me and you spending right. $20 going roller skating. Right, <laughs> or, or naming something. That they're, they're popping up everywhere. Now, until some major group, okay, Prime example, the Mississippi Association of Broadcasters, which is a broadcast uh, group that's been around for, I don't know, I, I can't Google it right now. If they come up with the Mississippi Association of Broadcasters Southern Soul Blues Award Show, because that company has some, uh, some longevity behind it, it gives it purpose, even though it's just in Mississippi. Now, the Grammys are going to figure out a way if, because – Bobby Rush has already won a couple of Grammys. So listen, yeah, but Bobby and Rush is blues. Blues, blues but that's what, now, right? But see, that's what they they'll they'll do. They'll say, "What we're going to do? We're going to throw this Southern Soul into the blues category, and maybe just say blues Southern Soul." But they they're <laughs> going to have to because these cats are they, they're going to find a way to make it make money okay. for them because right. when you got King George, Calvin Richardson, Big Poking them charging $50,000 to do a show. I'm sorry. And wait, it, wait, it, wait. I'm sorry. Did you say King George? King George, maybe. Yeah. Did you say he's making $50,000? I'm okay, telling so you. Him don't have to holler, though. <laughs> you, all you have to do is this. And, and this is my, this is my, 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 John is going to talk about this a little later, but anybody that's on this call, if you want to know what an artist is charging to do a show, you call me. Or you can okay, get, but the point is, uh, like, you can um, call have you ever a heard promoter. of, so you're, you're familiar with King George, Life of a Kingpin, right? His album, right? Yes. They're making money. Yeah. So the, the powers that be is not going to let them continue to make this money, well, and they're not here, trying to way to get it. Here's my two-part question. Okay. I ain't talking about Bobby Rush because Bobby Rush is a whole new category. I ain't talking about Jesse J's. Jesse J's is a whole, all these brothers have uh, put you know they got they got machines behind them okay here's okay. a question i want to ask about southern soul one what corporation corporate what 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 corporation or companies are going to get behind and trust putting money because first of all you just can't be and you just can't be a made-up genre without nothing behind you Think about it. Okay. And who who is going to be the face without everybody else getting pissed off and mad and shit the way Southern Soul Music is now doing now 
cut back throat, cutting each other's throat, uh, going to promoters, telling promoters, well, I don't want Diva on the on the card if I'm on the card. What what companies are going to get behind this type of mess and this this created genre? Who who's going to be the face, and what companies are going to get behind? What companies are going to are going to put money behind a bunch of mess and a bunch of messy well, people? Well, I can only I can tell you this, like you said, I've been doing this for a long time. Trust me. The hateration has been going on for years, for years, even back with Motown, uh, with the Barcades, with Slave, with Lakeside. I can tell you some stories that came from the mouth of the Barcades of how there were shows that Lakeside, Slave, or whoever the group were back in the day did not want to be on the same ticket with them. As a matter of fact, I remember hey, one time y'all, I was y'all, told that y'all y'all yeah. y'all ain't pick up on what Diva's doing, but I picked up on it. But go ahead, Diva. <laughs> no, I'm just saying you you want to know what comes. The, the hateration is not going to be the thing that that stops somebody from backing them. You know, that that that's that's been a part the of the question is who forever. who what company would would put money behind mess. What, what are, are you are you just talking about what you just said? That that's not meant. Not if it if it starts to be shooting. So you're saying so you're saying Southern Soul is messy. Every every music uh, group is is messy. Diva, you know so, as well as I know, Southern Soul is mess more messier than than hip hop. And then R and B, jazz, blues, country, gospel. Come on now, you know. I so promise you, I cannot. From somebody that's been in, in the Southern Soul business since twenty two thousand and five, I have not heard. I don't know of the messiness that I hear people talk about because these cats that are on these tickets together. I ain't mad at you. If you you've been in it since twenty 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 five, I've only been in it since twenty seventeen, and I hear a more mess. And you saying I hear more mess than you hear? Okay, exactly. I'll, I'll go with that. Right. Right. I'll go with that. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll take that one. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, because I, I haven't. Heard, I promise you, I have not heard of anybody stabbing anybody in the back. And I'm looking at this Blues is All Right tour. These cats that are on this tour together, you got Tucker, you got King George, you got Pokey, you got Lenny Williams, you got Theo. But they held up or they get ready to lose their funding because people are getting tired of uh, getting tired of uh, not seeing bands, tracks and shit. Well, the only thing I know they got shows all the way up until right now. I see Boy, Diva saving, Diva saving them Southern Soul artists, y'all. Yeah. Y'all, yeah. Diva saving them Southern She don't want to put nobody's name out there. God, I understand, no, Diva. It's all good, I, I, baby. I just don't. I don't know what you know. <laughs> Let me put it. I don't know what you know. The only, the only beef, the beef that I saw firsthand <laughs> is probably been about a year and a half now was a beef that Jay Wan uh, did at an after party 
that Calvin Richardson had, and, and this was video. That was the only hateration that I have really witnessed and seen firsthand. But anyway, it may be some other, but I don't know. But I'm still going to play this shit out of this Southern Soul. <laughs> oh, I don't want I'm not saying not play that music. I'm just saying uh-uh. and a company to, to get behind it will be a fool would be a fool not to do the research and investigate it first. Believe yeah, that. I'm well. Let's see. I, I take totally my money and that. put it behind ours before I put put it behind a genre to make it to make it, you know, worth worthy on somebody's ballot. Is it two thousand and five? If you've been dealing with it since two thousand and five, ain't been on a genre yet. Ain't ain't been on a major Award show yet? Something's wrong. Something is well, wrong. Had, well, John, you're absolutely right. But I look at how long it took Bobby Rush to get a Grammy, and then I also look at how long yeah, that uh, I heard radio and any any other radio group would call him blues. They were not. They were. They were not. Bobby Rush was not considered blues. If you if I go to any any radio station that plays blues, you very seldom see Bobby Rush, BB King. You see a whole list of other uh, other white groups that they are considering blues, and I, I, I cannot and have not been able to, in all the years that I'm in radio, get anybody to answer that question. How is it that these artists are considered blues artists, but there there's no B.B. King, no Bobby Rush, no, um, no Johnny Taylor, no Neil Milton, no Tyrone Davis that are even played on these you know, so that that that's been my question for 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 years. Uh, you know, I can't answer that yeah. question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, but I understand what you're saying, and I just don't want to. I I want to see it grow legs because it is a genre that's made up mostly of African Americans, and I really want to see us come out on top and have something. <laughs> you know. You know what? I, I'll say this: the one, the. If you saying about a label that's probably don't try to open doors for them, Malico has been known to just snatch up almost any and everybody. You you know Malico Malico takes a lot of chances. They they went through rap. Matter of fact, the label that I was dealing with up south, records out of New Orleans with L. J. Wallace is was uh, backed by Malico. You know, so you know, the old traditional company ain't the south. You know. You can't yes, say. And they're still going strong, yeah. Yeah. You can't uh, say. Tommy Couch Jr. and Sr. You can't yeah. say, I don't like Southern Soul, but then you, you got, you want to sign Southern Soul artists to your record. Right. Label. What what kind, what kind of shit is that? Money making. That's what they're looking at. That's what it's and always yeah, going to be about money. in the end. Yeah, that's what it's always going to be about. But that's then, what I said. But, they got to find you know, a way to make money. Yeah. But the new ones that they got signed there ain't, I wouldn't sign the essence. Did y'all hear that from me, though? Yeah. Well, you, you know, <laughs> yeah, because even some of this music that's coming out now, I'm like, what in the world? Where did that come from? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. That's why I said, that's why, that's why I say it's not going to, and every song. Here's another thing. Every song doesn't have a cuss word. It doesn't have to have a cuss word in it just to explain yourself or something. You follow what I'm saying? Right. 
before you couldn't cuss. Even if you had said "damn," you would you didn't even get your your record didn't even really get promoted, pushed like that for the DJs to play it on the radio back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could you could not. Uh, those were explicit lyrics, and the radio exactly. station was not taking a chance on explicit lyrics. Damn, they wasn't going. What what you know? What program you remember when they started? Owner was going to pay a five thousand dollar fine. Nobody ain't gonna do that shit and lose your license. Yeah. You know when they start pushing that Tip of Gore Act to putting that advisory label on your music. You know what I'm saying? That before they get it, they can see, oh, this has explicit content. So then, exactly. of course, that's when they started telling the artists, hey, you have to have this song radio friendly. You know, me personally, radio I feel that it. you don't have to. You, I felt that. An artist, if an artist can't do a song without using profanity in there, maybe you need to expand his vocabulary. This is true. How many? How many? And then you know, go ahead, Diva. And then, and back in the back when that that started to happen, a, a pro- program director could say to the record label, "I heard radio does not play explicit lyrics, so your artists need to go back and edit, or they need to have a radio edited version of the song." And the artist and the record label knew that iHeartRadio, the top radio group, was not going to deviate from that. So they always sent the explicit version and a radio edited version. So that way we didn't go in there and have to chop the song up. Because, baby, I could chop a song up, and I'd chop a whole damn verse out if it was cussing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know that – I used to change up. I, whenever I used to record folks, that's what I used to always tell them. Hey, look, you want your music radio edited? We can go on and do that while we got this stuff set up. You know, so. But, but how many how many artists, Mike, how many times you've been in it? How many times have you gone into the studio and said, I want to do a dirty version and I want to do a clean version? Well, now, with me, uh, it, it's a half of the time because I – if I'm hearing the song, I pretty much know either I'm existing in the writing phase by what I'm writing. So you know, I'm gonna answer the right way then. Yeah, either I know when I'm writing it if now nah, this got to be hard, hardcore. Or I mean, I'm gonna leave it so I'm gonna know by the end of the first verse. Yeah, let's go and make it a radio version right now in my head and take out the cussing. So I mean, that that's pretty much how I do it. I know it while writing it what I'm gonna make it. Which uh, I think even what Scrap would say is probably seventy percent of the time I, I, I'm ready to do the clean version anyway. So, so I know okay. I need the radio. So, I mean, so I the right. Hold on, Scrap. Let me ask you this question: mm-hmm. As a producer, not a not an artist. Now you're I'm going you as a producer engineer. How many times have you had an artist come in your for you to produce a song for them? How many times have you asked them, do you want to do a a clean version? How many of them has said, yeah, let's do a clean and dirty version? How many times? Well, Go ahead. I, get, I, I, I push it like that because that's an extra way. That's a way for me to make a little extra bread myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand now, that, but, that. But how many of but you them got actually a lot of comes in there and asks you, tells you this no. is what I want to do? You know, I don't. I didn't get a lot of them that just came in and say, "Hey, I want to do a a clean version to this here." You know, on along the lines of dealing with me, I would sell that to them. Like, "Hey, look, 
Do you plan on I ask him, what do you plan on playing this at? You know, you plan on just playing this in the car, you plan it in, in the club. But, see, but an artist let me but see, you as a producer shouldn't have had to ask them that. They should have already yeah. as an artist know what but, they want to do with their music. So there it goes. They 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 half of them don't think though, I wanna put you know, oh, I just wanna record it, record it because my homie recorded something. Well, you know, think well, I have to look at it like this, Sean. I'm from a different generation that these these new cats are from, right? So therefore I had to deal with the fact that when we go to the radio station, we knew we had to have radio friendly music. You know, we we've go and sit in in the program desk director listen to our song, he'll say Nah, we, I mean, you're going to have to clean this up before we can even touch this. You know, exactly. that's the way they used to shoot us in, in, in Baton Rouge. You know, Al J. Wallace out there, and, and used to, that's what he'll tell you. So, but when he, you know, that part helped me along my way as a producer to say, hey, look, that's why I would sell that to him. So, in a way, I was still trying to educate these little cats because they don't know. So, I'm like, where are you planning on doing this shit that? You know, you just want this for you and your homeboys to listen to? Because, hey, I can sit down and mix it down like this here, you know. But most of these cats, that's what they were doing up this way. They weren't, they weren't really, really, they, they wanted hood fame. And you still got a lot of them out there that still do this, and they don't care. You most certainly but do. But for they artists that want their music heard on a, on a broader scale, you know what I'm saying, they, you know, <laughs> helps me because I learned to write both ways. If I wanted to say an explicit word, I don't just put a whole bunch of them in there. I might say something that's explicit for people to understand. Dang, he's serious about that. You know, but then again, I could write the same thing with nothing in there, but still saying hard things to get them to understand it. Oh, this dude, he, he's serious. You know, but these cats ain't built like, a lot of them ain't built like that now. No, they they feel like, oh, you're going to play my song. And if not, I don't care. I'm still going to make the money. They do not want to conform to the way of... That, that it's always been. So that's why you have so many cats that don't get their music played on the radio or that do what they want to do. And then uh, a DJ like me would chop the shit out of it. Hey, hey Sean, I had a little guy told me, I did a song for him, and this is exactly what the hook said. I'm going to bust me a nigga head on my mama. That's, and I was like, oh, you know you can't get that on the radio. He said, man, I ain't tripping. I just, I just want to do my song. Okay, <laughs> and it you know it it played local heavy in the club, you know <laughs> that's what his song said, and that's why he wanted. So you know that to be at a club down here. Wow, that's you know, that, that neighborhood thing. Amazing. Artists from up north and artists from down south, they they they, they view certain things completely different. Mm-hmm. A lot of these cats just want local club fame. I know a few. I know quite a few of them. That as long as they can get their little song, they'll slide the DJ fifty to a hundred dollars. Man, play my song in the club, and the DJ end up playing it in there a lot because folks, some might like it. Yep. You know, if your song, song get out, you know. Amazing. But you know what? what how it hurts them because now. Uh, People are not playing their music at all. Even some cats that I uh, was trying to give a chance when I was in Hattiesburg, rapping artist, I would tell them, you cannot get anywhere with that music. Oh, Miss Brooks, right. you just wait and see. Now they're calling me, Miss Brooks, we can't get in the airplane. Can you help us? Well, if you had listened years ago when I told you, when I suggested 
that you clean your music up, uh, market to other radio stations outside of Hattiesburg, Mississippi. You need to go to Louisiana. You need to go to Alabama. Uh, and you need to spend that money, you know. But they didn't want to listen, so now they have disappeared off of the face of the rap world. Yeah, it happens. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> the dollar make these cats sell. You know, these dollar make these cats sell anything, man. Yeah, I tell, I, yeah. hey, I'll tell you one song, Jesus Sean. That see, I had I had the original version of this artist. They remember uh, Young Bleed, and he ended up selling P that song. How you do that there? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, I had that original with Young Bleed because you know friends. I had the original song. I tell him Bleed. I'm in Shreveport promoting, and I told I called him on the phone. I said, Hey, man, your song's pulling down on an average of two hundred something requests per night. They're requesting this. This before he sold it to P. They're requesting it. And, of course, you know, he was like, man. But then next thing you know, the song got sold, got changed up. But the original version of it, to me, mm-hmm. is hard. But when you got the money to put behind it, they sold that song. And, and it was crazy for what they sold it for. And now that, and the song made somebody else millions. Yep. yep. Remember, you, when white me, remember when Boosty Badass did Wipe Me Down? Mm-hmm. Fox song, original that song, his, yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't his song. No, that's a Fox. He bought that. Right, right, Fox song. Mm-hmm. And now they said featuring Fox. That was Fox song. Fox, Fox actually put laid that record down first because he came to Hattiesburg and performed mm-hmm. it. Packed the club out. He was Mr. White Me Down. Yep. Mr. White Me Down. Yep. And and yep. and and Boosie got it. And hey. You know, he. I think in the verse, what happened with that? He lost. He another artist that got lost in his own song because you had somebody mm-hmm. else famous on there who started doing your song with in yeah. shows without you know, and it, and it, it transferred him? over to Boosie. But you know, Fox, you know, very talented young man. Um, crazy yeah. thing is, on the seventeenth, one of my guys has a show. He's opening up for him. He's coming back out with some new stuff, so he's opening up on the seventeenth of December for him. So, you know, maybe he get another he, hit I like that and I hold so. on to it. I really hope so. All right, we'll be right back. Tommy, did you go to sleep on it? <laughs> no, nah, I didn't want to cut cut y'all off. Boosie Badass and Master P. Oh, <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs>
excuse me. All right, this is Bobby Storm. Uh, that song right there, I keep forgetting, um, was a Grammy nominated. Uh, and it's also best. It was voted nominated for best contemporary Christian music performance song and best gospel album of the year, The Maverick Way. Um, There's a reason why some songs get um, pushed different different ways of other songs because of the the production behind the song. I before this song was this is no lie before this song I got a Grammy nominated uh, beginning of the month. When I first heard this song, I said this song is going to be a hit because. People are not paying attention to the words. They're paying attention to the beat regulators. You know, so whoever, my opinion, whoever was behind this Christian song and had regulators need to get a medal, need to get an award for, you know, really changing people's heads up and not making them pay attention to the words but pay attention to the beat. I have to give the production company that uh, two two thumbs up on that. Go ahead. I got to say something. I mean, I know it was regulators, but before it was regulators, it was, I keep forgetting we're not in love anymore. Hey, I keep forgetting when things will never be the same again. I keep mm-hmm. forgetting how That's you feel so clean. Who is that? Who is that? That was uh, Ronald McDonald. Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald, yeah. Not Ronald McDonald, yeah. but Michael McDonald, yeah. Michael I keep McDonald, yeah. forgetting me. Well, I'm just. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, I'm but I'm, but I'm saying but people don't know Michael McDonald. They know regulars yeah, Warren sorry. G. You gotta understand I know what, Warren G too. what I was saying. Yeah, people are listening to the regulators. That's why I just said that whoever put this together knew what they were doing. Uh-huh. That's why I use regulators because. People in the 30s and 40s, they don't know who the hell Michael McDonald is. We do, but they don't. But I guarantee you, if you put this song with Warren G or this song with McDonald, they're going to say, oh, that's Warren G. Why? Because of Snoop Dogg. That's why I said that whoever put this together did a good job and putting this song Making the song as a nominated for two Grammys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was hey, saying. Hey, DJ Sean. Uh, to second that, and not to not to make a scrap lover upset for the night. There's a certain <laughs> guy got a hold to one of Scrap Iron's tracks, and it's the regulator sample. And you listen to it. I, you know what? I ain't gonna say it, but Scrap, yeah. <laughs> But he just performed that song like two weekends ago at like a rap and get paid. And he like got third place. And it, I, I remember everybody was leaving and said, man, you killed it with that regulator. So I, I, I feel you with that. That I was sitting there like, but did y'all listen? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And well, see, yeah, like I, 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 like I said, a lot of them ain't going to recognize the original person behind that. They're only going to know regulators, you know, Warren G, you know, hip-hop. Well, actually, 
You know what I'm saying? That's that's why I said whoever put that together, you know, really put that shit together and really made a hit. It, it's a hit. It's grand nominated for two Grammys, so it's a hit. So guess what? Michael McDonald is going to get paid for this because he's the original. They had to sample him. They had to clear it through him, you know, in order to really put it out there. But I'm saying that it was a Warren G. People are going to listen to it as regulators. Yeah, Michael McDonald, hell yeah. Ching, ching, that's all he's doing is sitting waiting for the first of the month to get his money for it. Well, he ain't waiting for nothing because ain't Michael going home? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think Michael. I don't think Michael's gone. No, Michael's still here. Yeah, yeah, I'm quite sure. Uh, Scrap, let everybody know where they can follow you at. He must be Negro Pie. Uh, Mike, <laughs> money, Mike. Let them know where they can follow you at, brother. Of course, uh, uh no, he's I still living. He's still living. I'm he's sorry. He's still living. 71 years yeah, old. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Looking good. Oh, okay. Looking Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Now, stand up. Scrap Iron for God on Instagram and uh, on Carl Sanders on uh, Facebook and, uh, of course, on the Hilltop Radio Show with DJ Sean. <laughs> All Get right. Go ahead, everybody. Everybody, what was I keep forgetting? What year that came out? You probably Which wasn't one? born. I keep forgetting. I think it was. I think it was in the '80s. I remember as a kid being in love with Michael McDonald, so that was my shit. Oh yeah, I keep yeah, back in the '80s. Yeah. Not in love anymore. '82. Yeah, he did a song. I let everybody know. Yeah, on my own. Yeah. yeah, with Patty Labelle, that was the jam too. That oh my god, that was crazy because he 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 was like one of those white boys that sounded like the black black guy. So when we finally saw his ass, we was like, what what? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, for real, there was a couple of them. It was in '82. It was '82, and Mister Never Gonna Give You Up. He, he was with the Gibby no, Brothers. Go. He, he no, was with the yeah, Brothers. He was black too. We yeah. just George Michael. Out, uh, we just found out what you won't do. Do for love. Do for he ain't black. <laughs> he tried everything. But anyway, yeah, you can catch me at my website, mytbs.us. That's a M as in Mary, Y as in Yo-Yo, T as in Tom, B as in Ball, S as in Sam, <laughs> U as in Umbrella, S as in Sam. Thank you. That's what drugs do to you. Tell <laughs> <laughs> me, man, I got that good good. It's all good. Hey, I see <laughs> <laughs> Y'all need to come to Vegas. That's what it is. Y'all um, being neglected. Buddy uh, uh, Mike, let him know where you can follow you at, brother. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. You can find uh, me at uh, It's UNG Music on all social media. That's I-T-S-U-N-G-M-U-S-I-C and on here, the Hilltop Radio on the website, newungmusic.com. Go ahead, Diva. Or did I already do you? Oh, no. <laughs> no, you didn't do me yet. Are you on that good, good? <laughs> no, nah, I'm just, I'm just laughing at a body. That's your new word, right? That's even new word. She's like coming in hot right now on the radar. We got that good, good, because you know this is where it's at. It is. That's where it's at. That's what it's all about. 
Listen to what's on. Some if internet like radio. That. Yeah. Underground radio or something. <laughs> yeah. You got some good underground radio stations. It's like over maybe 200 stations that that hmm. do uh, push underground artists that yeah yeah um that don't want their music clean there is some good uh i'll send you the list uh diva so you had a list but yeah it's over it's close to 200 maybe 250 something like that and there's actually four four or five here in the u.s the rest of them are um over in the uk i know um Atlanta has one, California has one, and I know there's two in New York, I think one in a DMV, I think, I'll have to double check, but yeah, there is a um, hundred, almost 200 top uh, gangster rap, trap, and underground, yeah. Wow, that's yep. hard to believe. Yep. Are these cats just are they rapping for fun, or, or is there really an audience for it? I know we we don't have very much it's time. A, but it's a, yeah, it's an audience for it. It's a big art. It's a okay. huge audience for it because you got to look at if you guys been following like uh, Deion Sanders at Colorado University. His son, his oldest son, Dion Jr., is a underground trap trap artist, and he pushed. He his music is now gone viral. The white kids are now pushing his music. Oh, okay. You know, a lot of a lot of the a lot of the Pac-12 schools, the white schools. They're pushing his, you know, they're pushing his music. But his music is underground. He's got a, he's got a one song on there with, um, damn, what's that beat? I can't remember the beat. It's an old, old popular old school beat song. And, and um, I have it, but I don't think I got it up on the board. Let's see if I got it on the board. Wow. I got it because I'm. I, I I DM'd him and I was just DM'd him to see if he he contact me. I gave my information and everything. He did uh, send me the song. I don't know if I put uh. it up or not. Yeah, let me see if I put it up here. Um, but yeah, um, there is a market. That's why, or you know, like um, some underground artists that are. That can take a cuss word and use it the right way. They're the type of artists that you don't want them to change anything. You can't change artists like that. Okay. But okay, artists okay. just starting out that trying to cuss but can't cuss, they're the ones right. that you have to fix. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> if that makes any sense. Mike, that make sense. any sense, Mike? It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah a lot of it. I mean, classically, when Laura yeah, Hill was at Fuji's album. Right, exactly. And what she said, but I'll put a, 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 a motherfucker in it so I know that you'll listen. 
if you leave it out, that verse ain't the same because that was a powerful part of that verse. So, mm-hmm. yeah. No, and what you said, that uh, made me thought about uh, um, Roy Chip Anthony's song, you know, uh, when he says, acting a goddamn fool, you know, normally you couldn't say that on the radio. But mm. that that curse word in the beginning of the song makes the song. Yeah. That's yeah. why I said some cuss words, some artists know how to cuss in their, in their lyrics. But then you got some that just don't know how to cuss, and they the, they're the ones that that mess that <laughs> that messes it, that's that messes, a, that's a cuss that messes word everything up. up for everybody else. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> you know, just like, like Samuel guy. Jackson, yeah, like yeah, Samuel Jackson said, "Motherfucker," you know, he couldn't yeah. get away with it, you know. Yep. Yeah. Just like yeah, guy, yeah. you know, one of the songs he says, "Dumb bitch," but <laughs> if you take it away, it's you know the song you you killing the song, right. you know. But it, they did it so smooth for radio where you you couldn't hear it, you know what I mean? Unless you really listening to it, dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. But no, I'll have it. I'll have it for uh, Thursday night. I'll play it Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Well, this has been a, another exciting show. See you guys Thursday night here on the Hilltop Radio Show. Be best. Much love, peace, peace out. and out. And this is real DJing right here. This is yeah. me. Y'all. This is me. I'm dancing right now. This is how I throw down. I'm ready for the 